Welcome back. Thank you for checking out this bonus edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. <laughs> On this episode, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk about hoops. Now, if you've been following the podcast, if you subscribe to the podcast, <laughs> you know that the episode before this one was called It's Bigger Than Hip Hop, where basically there was this list circulating around where you document your favorites of hip hop artists and songs, what have you. They gave you these categories and you basically had to, had to list who your favorites were. And I went into a brief explanation prior to that episode where I, and I'll just kind of touch on it again. Um, these are the favorites. <laughs> so it's not necessarily about, you know, who's the best or who you think is the best. If I said that Nate, Archib Nate Archibald was the greatest basketball player of all time, that's my opinion. <laughs> and you can never argue with one about their opinion. Or if I said I, my favorite basketball player was Manute Bowl, then that's my favorite player. So let it go. <laughs> There's nothing to argue. Um, and so that's how I came to this podcast. Well, actually, that's how I came to the previous podcast. And I wanted to also do a bonus episode talking specifically about basketball, because after the list went out about with the categories for um, hip hop, uh, I subsequently saw one about basketball. And I would be remiss if I did not get on here and talk a little bit about the round ball and some of my favorites. So that being said, let's get to it. All right. So the first category, the greatest of all time. <laughs> um, that obviously is subjective because most of us didn't see everybody. Now, if you're talking to somebody who's probably in their 70s, they probably saw everybody. But, you know, someone like me who started watching basketball in 1980, I've seen a lot, but I didn't see those that came. I only saw clips of, you know, cats like Wilt Chamberlain, Oscar Robertson, you know, uh, Bill Russell, those guys. I did see Kareem on the downside of his prime, but I saw Kareem. Nonetheless, if you've been following the podcast, you know who I think the GOAT is. <laughs> There's only one GOAT, <laughs> and he is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Now, King Germ and I, from my man King Germ from the Frocast, shout out to Germ. Uh, we did a podcast uh, a couple months ago from the time of this recording um, called GOAT Talk, uh, where we went back and forth between LeBron and Michael Jordan as being the GOATs of the league. But no, I, and I so I won't go into a whole bunch of detail because you guys heard me talk about it on that podcast. But um, yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, Michael Jordan, in my opinion, is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Obviously, six-time NBA champion, six-time finals MVP. Um, you know, his, his accolades. I mean, and one of the things that never gets talked about is how the man <laughs> stopped playing basketball in the middle of his career, retired, went away for like two years, came back and won three consecutive titles after that. But who's counting? 
Um, and no, nobody, nobody will ever do that. There might be somebody that's going to get seven, eight, nine, ten titles, maybe, but nobody will ever quit, <laughs> retire, and then come back and do it. I mean, only Black Jesus could do that. Come on, what are we talking about? Um, nonetheless, uh, goat definitely Michael Jordan, and, and I will make a case, and I think I've mentioned it on the episode with king germ if i didn't let me say it again uh off the court lebron james is definitely the goat i mean like it ain't even close lebron james is probably teetering off the court where muhammad ali was in his prime off the court off or outside of the his athletic endeavors in the boxing ring um but I'd probably have to ask my dad, like, because I know what Ali's impact was worldwide. Um, I don't know if LeBron is touching that, but off the court, LeBron definitely better than Jordan. And that's saying a lot because Mike changed the game off the court. But LeBron, social issues, and all this other stuff that he's done, schools, scholarships, you know. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody's touching LeBron. But the GOAT don't get it twisted is michael jeffrey jordan um favorite player in in no particular order and as i mentioned on the other uh podcast it's worth repeating that the cool part about this list with these categories is that it doesn't tell you that you can't have more than one so i'm going to give you more than one so instead of saying favorite player it's favorite players plural with an s um, no particular order. Well, let's go from my first to, you know, well, the first one that was my favorite player growing up. And then my second favorite player as far as time, chronological order. So these became my favorite players in chronological order. Um, uh, Dr. J Julius Irving. Listen, there's nobody. I mean, like if you came up in the seventies and eighties, you know, you, <laughs> it's kind of funny because like, I distinctly remember with me and my friends, like you had one of three, maybe, maybe four basketball players that everybody loved. Uh, it was either Dr. J, Magic Johnson, or Larry Bird. Now I'll be honest. I didn't know where it is. I didn't, I didn't know a lot of black people that love Larry Bird, but Larry Bird was cold. Don't get it twisted. Larry Bird was a stone cold killer. One of the greatest players to ever play the game. Um, but yeah, my favorite player at the time when I started watching basketball was uh, Dr. J. Um, I mean, he was poetry in motion in the air. He could do things with the basketball like you wouldn't believe. And I mean, he was an instant highlight. Um, then chronologically, the next one became a guy that I started following in college until his time in the NBA. Again, the aforementioned GOAT, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Um, yeah, Jordan's my dude, man. I mean, like, that was my guy. And, you know, it goes without saying, uh, he was must-see TV, no matter who he was playing. And the cool part about it was by the time Jordan hit his stride uh, with his with his almost all of his games being on uh, uh, WGN out of Chicago. If you had cable, you could see Jordan every night. It's not like how, you know, 
it is now where if you got the league pass, you can see every game, every player, every night if you want to. Um, we didn't have that. And I try to remind my sons that we didn't have the luxury of being able to watch LeBron, Steph, Katie, uh, Harden, Luca, all in the same night. Like that just was it just wasn't happening back in 91. Um, and then chronologically, my third best uh, third favorite player um, was <laughs> Bubba Chuck, a.k.a. The Answer, a.k.a. Allen Iverson. Man, love, love AI. Um, that's my, you know. Now, if I had to, in chronological order, it came Dr. J, then MJ, then Bubba Chuck. But if I had to go top to bottom, it's MJ, Bubba Chuck, then Dr. J. Um, yeah, man, Chuck, Chuck was, he was also must-see TV. I think, you know, people don't really give Allen Iverson his flowers for what he did for the NBA. And there's a generation of people who, and a generation of hoopers who really patterned their games and really could not flourish had there not been an Allen Iverson. Um, you know, for all the Steph Curry's in the world, those guys never will be what they could have been had it not been for Allen Iverson opening the door for them. Um, yeah, still one of my favorite dudes, um, period, to watch. Uh, anytime I could watch an old Sixers game on YouTube, I'll sit down and watch Bubba Chuck go to work. And I still have tapes, <laughs> VHS tapes that I made for my son or sons that I knew I would have because at the time that I made them, sons weren't even born yet. Um, and I still have VHS tapes for them to watch, you know, of, of Bubba Chuck in his prime, but uh, Android in his prime, but uh, I don't have a VHS player anymore. <laughs> um, so those are my three uh, favorite players. Um favorite current players um now this one was a little bit difficult because I, I can't really say that i have a favorite current player um I, I i'm someone who loves to watch basketball right i'm a huge fan of the game so i'm always if there's an nba game on i'm probably watching it right so on a night to night basis particularly if my team isn't playing i'm usually watching some hoops so i don't have um a favorite player but i will say i'll add something to this category current favorite player to watch players to watch um current favorite players to watch i'll probably say in no particular order lebron james steph curry and kevin durant probably those those three like like if they're on tv i'm watching i don't care who i don't care if they're playing the harlem globetrotters <laughs> <laughs> I want to see those three get down. Um, next category, favorite team. Now, I do have a favorite team. Uh, that is the team that is in my city. It is the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I love the Hawks, man. Um, my hope and desire is, you know, before I'm old and gray, and I'm already gray, so <laughs> and I'm getting old. Um, before I'm old and gray, man, I would love to see the Hawks win an nba title the reality is is that at the time of this recording we're probably about you know i don't know two or three years away from being a contending team for a nba title um and the reality is you know it's probably going to take a few things to go our way a couple of players uh but i would like to see that happen um 
I'd love to see it happen. I'd love to see a um, ticker tape parade down Peachtree Street. Uh, I think the city would love that. I think the city deserves that. Uh, but yeah, the Hawks are my team, man. Any chance I get, I go to uh, you know a couple of games a year. Um, I've kicked around the idea of getting season tickets uh, um, this year. Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it was it was dope uh, this past season. Uh, got a chance to take my daughter, uh, Skylar, who's 10 years old at the time of this recording. Uh, take her to her first Hawks game, and she had a ball. She was yelling, and she follows the game. She likes basketball. She was able to follow it. I mean, she ye- literally was yelling the entire game. I'm like Skylar, just save your voice. You got <laughs> you got school tomorrow. <laughs> but um, that was a really really dope experience. Uh, one that I'll never forget. Hawks won the game against the Pacers. Um, but yeah, you know, father taking his daughter to her first NBA. Well, it actually wasn't her first NBA game. We, we also got, we went as a family, we were in LA for, uh, Thanksgiving. So we got a chance to see the Lakers against the Kings at Staples or at then the Staples center. But this was our first outing, just father and daughter. So that was really cool. So it, it was good. It was different when we went as a family, but for her to, go to her first game with just me and it was her first Hawks game that was dope it was dope. we took a lot of pictures I posted a couple of them on IG so that was dope um but yeah favorite team Hawks uh favorite three-point shooter I gotta go with the guy who is the all-time great three-point shooter and that would be Stephen Curry um Steph set some records that you know as far as three-point shooting I don't know that anybody's gonna break uh, it, I don't think that there's anybody currently that's going to break his records. Um, the person who's probably going to break Steph's records probably in the first grade right now. <laughs> I mean, so his record's going to sit, but he's an incredible three-point shooter. Um, when it leaves his hand, I mean, like I, I'm amazed sometimes at some of the shots he gets off, and he's like running halfway down the court before the ball even goes in. And Steph was a little, you know, Steph got a little swag to him. You know, he's shimmying and all kind of stuff like that. He got a little dances and he's putting teams to sleep. And, you know, his legacy, when it's all said and done, he's obviously going to go down as the greatest three-point shooter of all time. Uh, but his, his he still has chapters being written. I mean, he's still just coming, you know, fresh off of an NBA championship or finals MVP. And... He's poised to you know make a couple more runs before he sets it you know shuts it down. So uh, definitely favorite three point shooter, uh, favorite player under the age of thirty. I got to stay here in the A. Um, my boy Trey Young. Um, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. Uh, I would like to see him get better on the defensive end um, to be a better defender. But his range, you know, is Curry ish. Uh, he doesn't do it the same way as Curry, and he's a willing uh, ball handler. Uh, he's a great ball handler and a willing assist guy. Uh, he's up there in the top five in the uh, NBA in assists. So he's a guy that can shoot. He can he can get you 27 a night, but he also can get you 9, 10 assists a night, and those kinds are rare. Um, but I love watching Trey play, and I'm fortunate you know, that he is right here in the ATL. Um, favorite ball handler. Um, I gotta go with two favorite ball handlers. Um, Tim Hardaway, uh, and gotta go with 
Rafer Austin, a.k.a. Skip to my loop. Um, I'm sure many of you know who Tim Hardaway is from his days with Golden State Warriors, Miami Heat, um, crazy ball handler, crazy crossover, Texas two-step, whatever you want to call it, nasty. Um, but Skip to my loop. oh my God. There is plenty of video. When you get a chance, go to YouTube and just type in Skip to my Lou. That's his nickname, Skip, or they call him Skip, Skip to my Lou. There's video of him as handling the ball on New York, because he's from New York City, on the basketball court against grown men. He makes them look foolish. Um, love watching him. Love watching the one makes tapes back in the day. Shout out to Ann one Um most underrated basketball player <sighs> that was tough because there's a long list of guys who i deem underrated but i'm gonna have to go with the former sixer great andrew tony aka the boston strangler <laughs> man andrew tony man if you get a chance andrew tony was just a beast uh he was a guy who was you know, he had a decent jump shot, but he could score. They didn't really ask him to score a lot because, you know, at the time that he played with the Sixers, he played with Dr. J, he played with Moses Malone, Mo Cheeks. You know, they didn't ask him to do a lot, man, but he did a lot, and he was a great defender. Great defender, man. I, I love watching that dude play. He he is a type of he was the ultimate role player, if you will. Um, next category, most overrated. Um, James Harden. And I say that with a caveat because I think James Harden is a great player, but I think he's overrated. I just don't. I and I and I'll be honest. It's very hard for me to watch James Harden play basketball. <laughs> that dude would dribble the air out the basketball man, step back and shoot like a forty foot three. It's no nah, man. I just I can't rock with it. Great player, but I think he's overhyped and he's overrated. Um, next category: favorite defender. Uh, that was pretty easy for me. Gary Payton, a.k.a. The Glove. What I loved about The Glove was he played in an era where you could actually be physical with people. Like, you could hand check, you could bump guys, you could, you know, everything wasn't a flagrant foul. <laughs> you wouldn't run into the line and run into the replay monitor every two seconds. Um, but I also love about The Glove, man, was that he would get in your head. Like, The Glove would be talking to you from the moment that you stepped on the court until the end of the game. And even after the end of the game, he might still be talking trash to you. Uh, but I love watching the glove play. Um, favorite coach? I'm going to go with Phil Jackson. I think Phil Jackson, obviously, is one of the greatest coaches to ever coach. But one of the things that I loved about Phil was Phil Jackson was a coach who still knew how to get the most out of his players. He knew how to get the most out of his superstars. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, Oh, man, yeah, I would be great, too, if I coached Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Shaq, Kobe, you know, LeBron, whoever, you know. But I think there's something to be said because even in coaching great players, Phil Jackson still had to bring them together. And I, I do. I mean, I didn't mean to say LeBron. I know Phil never coached LeBron. But um, I think there's something to be said for being able to bring and pull the talent together. That's not easy to do. In fact, it's, when you think about it, it's very difficult because if you look at a team like, let's say, those Bulls teams that he coached, 
you know, it's a lot coaching Michael Jordan and it's a lot coaching Scottie Pippen. And it's a whole lot coaching Dennis Rodman. You know, that's the guy that probably you have to really, really coach. But, you know, Phil Jackson was a guy who used different tactics. He used, he would give his team, the players on the team, books to read. He would practice Zen and they'd be chanting and stuff in practice. He he had very non-traditional ways, but he got the most out of his players. And his players loved him. And I just remember... You know, those Bulls teams from the 90s, when it was in, when it ended, you know, the Bulls dynasty was they were never defeated. They were broken up, but they were never defeated on the court. And I remember, you know, when and we saw it in the the, the last dance documentary when they said, hey, um, you know. Phil's not coming back. And when they said, when they told Michael Jordan that Phil wasn't coming back, well, Michael Jordan said, well, I'm not coming. Well, I'm retiring then. I'm not playing for anybody else other than Phil Jackson. And that's the ultimate sign of respect and, and love that he had for his, you know, coach and um, and loyalty. I, I think Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman, those guys, Steve Kerr, I think those guys would run through a brick, brick wall for Phil Jackson. And I think when you have that type of coach, um, you know, same for Shaq, Kobe, I think that speaks volumes. So again, a lot of people not feel for the fact that he's had champions, but I remember those Bulls teams that he, you know, I remember the Bulls when he got there, you know, as an assistant to uh, Doug Collins. So Phil worked his way up. He didn't just step in and started driving a Ferrari. <laughs> so <laughs> they definitely worked their way up. Um, favorite dunker. This one's tough because you have things like you have a you have what we call in-game dunker and then like a you know dunk contest dunker. I have three favorite dunkers. Um Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, and Vince Carter. All three of which could crush you on an in-game dunk or a dunk contest dunk. So you can make the case, you know, that Michael Jordan was one of the greatest dunk contest dunkers ever. You can still make the case for Dominique too as well, and as well as Vince. And if you want to talk about dunk contest, I mean, hey, Zach Levine's right there too. His dunk contest, arguably one of the best ever. Um, But yeah, as far as my favorite dunkers, I'm definitely going MJ, Dominique, and Vince. And last category, last but not least, um, favorite team of all time. I'll, I'll have to say it's those 96 Bulls. Those 96 Bulls were special. Um, obviously, you know, they were one of the greatest teams ever because they won 72 games, only lost 10 um, they blew through the NBA playoffs to win another final uh, NBA finals. It was their fourth for uh, fourth for Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, and uh, Phil Jackson. Um, but yeah, I love that team. That team was fun to watch. That's that's a team that if you had a chance to see them, you could just see how. And it wasn't so much as just about Jordan's dominance, it's, but it was about 
how much he raised the level of everyone else on the team. And Dennis Rodman was a wild card, but he was a piece of the puzzle that fit perfectly. I, I think you got a glimpse of it in the, again, in a documentary, The Last Dance, but you really could see everything when they, when it all came together. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick, I would say that the 96 team is probably my favorite team of all time. But yeah, I wanted to get on here and I know, you know, we did the one for hip hop, but I wanted to get on here and talk about basketball because there was another, like I said, a list with categories and stuff. And again, if you're a basketball fan, you got the categories, hit me up, shoot me, a, shoot me a, 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 a message on Twitter. Uh, you respond in the comments. Uh, I would like to know who your favorites are. And if you're a podcaster, hey, do a, do a bonus episode just like this one and let me know what you got. That's going to do it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.